Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper for our second playoff recap. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on all platforms at YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and of course to follow us on all social media platforms at Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. So for this recap, since we just released the full one tonight, we're going to keep it a lot shorter and talk to the live subscribers a lot more. We're going to talk about the two games that happened tonight, two kind of snoozers, I'm not going to lie. Between the Bucks and the Heat, and then the Nuggets and the Blazers, which is currently about to finish. Let's start with the Bucks and the Heat. This was more of a, I'd say, a, I would say an equal must-win game for either. Not a must-win game for either, really. But I'd say more so for the Heat, if they want a real chance of winning this series. Going down 2-0 is never easy. And they got punched in the mouth from minute one. And never looked like they were even close to getting back into it. You've got to give Milwaukee credit. They looked like they were the team down one nothing. That loss in the bubble clearly stuck with them because they're playing with a vengeance, especially Giannis, who I thought was incredible tonight. And he started with guarding Jimmy Butler a lot more of the game. Again, Jimmy Butler was struggling. Bam Adebayo had no mid-range game. And the Miami Heat overall, Kendrick Nunn was missing easy shots. They were so out of sorts. I've never seen a Miami Heat team, this Miami Heat team, roll over like that. Look so toothless and pathetic. And the Bucks demoralized them with their incredible three-point shooting, especially with the bench guys. Bryn Forbes was looking like Klay Thompson making every catch-and-shoot three he was taking. And a lot of that came from them doubling Giannis in the post. Now, I don't know if I necessarily agree with doubling Giannis in the post before he gets off. You know, I know he can be a he you need two guys to guard him, but when he's posting up against an Ariza or Jimmy Butler, shit, I'll take my chances seeing him score first before I'm doubling off great shooters. And I feel like they just kind of doubled to start. And I don't think that Giannis warranted that kind of attention in his game one performance one-on-one. But regardless, he Brent Forbes, Pat Connaughton, they made him play. You know, Pat Connaughton was hitting, made him pay. Pat Connaughton was hitting deep threes. Like deep, like 25, 26 footers, you know, off the catch. And the Bucks were up 26 points after one, 46 to 20. And a lot of that was their tough defense as well. Giannis, Drew Holiday. I noticed Brooke Lopez, very good defense on Bam Adebayo, you know, showing and recovering well because Bam's not the type that's going to pull you away from the basket. So Lopez can just show on Jimmy Butler or a Goran Dragic and then get back to Bam. He did a really good job of that tonight. And I think that the Heat, they were just so disappointing. Tyler Hero continuing to play like trash. It's exactly why I didn't pick the Miami Heat to win this series. Dwayne Dedman was their best player today. Actually looked like he cared. 19 points and 9 rebounds. Tyler Hero, 4 points, 1 of 5. And he played only 18 minutes. He was total garbage. Duncan Robinson, 2 of 6. 2 of 6 from 3, only 10 points. But Jimmy Butler... 10 points, 4 of 10. You know, he's not the best shot maker in the world. 
And, you know, I've called him a top 10 player in the league for a year now since, of, since last year. And I'm not going to go into the childish bubble fraud stuff. I genuinely believe that Heat team was the best team in the East last season because Giannis this year is playing more off the ball. At least in this game, he played a lot more off the ball. And it is so much more effective having Giannis pick and roll because you need to throw two guys on him at the roller. And if you're throwing two at the ball handler, that rotation better be quick because not only is Giannis strong, he's athletic. When he's diving to the basket, you need to either get there before the pass gets to Giannis or you got to be ready to take a charge or ready to just meet him head on one on one because he is too strong. He is at the he's you know like a bull coming down the lane on the roll. It is so much more effective and you saw the difference with the Drew Holiday tonight as opposed to a Bledsoe. How great of an addition was Drew Holiday. Now you're really seeing the benefits of it. He's able to take pressure off of a Jimmy of a Giannis he can guard Jimmy some possessions. He can let Giannis guard Jimmy some possessions while he guards like a Drogic. And Drogic didn't look like himself tonight at all. He looked like the Drogic that I more so expected in this series. Actually, he still played decently in the field goal percentage. 5 of 11 and 18 points. But he didn't scare anybody. And nobody really scared anybody. Ariza. I mean, he was a big downgrade from Jay Crowder. Let's be honest. This roster just isn't as good. Um... And Goran Dragic isn't playing the same. There's not in the same rhythm. But Jimmy Butler, you got to look at the top. Bam Adebayo was moving with more swagger last year. But Jimmy Butler, you know, he's just been pathetic so far. This is not top 10 player in the league status right here. He is playing like trash. He needs to step it up. And he was talking about how locked in he was before this. And this is one of my favorite players. You know I always stand up for Jimmy Butler. But this is really unacceptable right now. And now all the pressure's on the heat. But Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis, they've been so good so far. And I just love Giannis' effort tonight. Fighting hard, offensive rebounds. He got six offensive rebounds, 13 total, 31 points in the game. <coughs> I love how hungry he is. He's been guarding Jimmy Butler, too. He's been probably the best player in the series as of now. He's definitely outplayed Jimmy. Bam Adebayo has been poor, very poor. But Drew Holiday, 11 points, 5 of 12 tonight, 15 assists. He was getting in the paint, getting by his initial defender, and making the right play. He is hard to guard, and he is so strong that he can post up smaller, lighter guys, and he can defend some bigger players. And that's just such a big luxury to have a guard that can post up. You know, he doesn't necessarily do it with skill. He does it with brute strength, but it's good enough for the two points. But the real... X-Factors. I think P.J. Tucker played great defense. I mean, this Bucks team is just so much more well-rounded, and you cannot sleep on continuity and what that does. Losing together is good. It brings you together. It brings you with a common goal to avenge that, and sometimes just keeping a similar squad, a young squad together, can be the best addition to a team. They have small additions around their core, and one big addition in Drew Holiday, and they look like the better team by a lot right now. Miami, I mean, I love Jimmy Butler, but looking like he's not the number one scorer on a championship team. I never thought necessarily he was, but uh, it looks like he's a number, maybe, maybe a number two player on a championship team um, because this is not good enough. Shout out to Intel Wild for the drop in the dollars. I appreciate you. Super Chats are turned on. So the Bucks lead 2-0. Now all the pressure's on the Heat. I'm going to be watching that game three very closely from a Heat's fan perspective because this is it. Do or die. You can't go down 3 nothing. The Bucks are very hungry, and I really think this Bucks team is the one that can make it to the finals. I think it's a very likable story. 
I think, you know, Giannis resigning was great. And this may be it. Third time's the charm. I know they've been in the playoffs for a couple of years now, but it's really this Mike Budenholzer team that has really been a different sort of team, the Giannis MVP era. I guess you can say that's starting Giannis's prime. But honestly, I think that his prime hasn't begun. I think this may be the first year of it. We'll just see how this playoffs continues. But the final score from the Pfizer Forum, 132-98 to in favor of Milwaukee. They lead the series two games to nothing. Bryn Forbes was incredible. 22 points, 8 of 12 from the field, 6 of 9 from deep. That's 66%. Bobby Portis was fantastic as well, 11 points. Might I mention, they were really trying to hurt Giannis, or not hurt Giannis, but get physical with him, wrap him up, hard fouls, and Giannis took it like a champ. 31-13-6 for the Greek Freak on 12-23 from the field. He was trying to shoot threes at the end to try to get something going. He wasn't making them, but it was irrelevant. 1-7 of seven from 3, 6-7 from the line, so much better. And then Chris Middleton was 17, if I didn't already say that. Pat Connaughton, 15 points on 5-9. Bam Adebayo, 16 points. 5-11 of 11 looks good. If you had seen how many open shots that he got and missed, oh, it was terrible to watch. But Jimmy Butler, 10 points. Yeah, not good enough. Let's move on to the last game. It was a must-win game for the Denver Nuggets in a similar situation in which the Clippers will be in tomorrow when I'm, in, I'm at Staples Center. But they were on it from minute one. They were more aggressive. You know, Jokic, again, extremely aggressive, dominating, whether it was catching the ball on the roll, diving in the basket. His, his touch around the basket is unbelievable. Uh, his one-on-one -on -one game, he was getting in that post, and he really is one of the few players in the league, very few, that has great post game, not just good, decent post game, great post game. You know, he's, he had some nice jump hooks over the right hand, um, or with the right hand over the left shoulder. You know, using the glass on many occasions, looking up and finding his teammates as he always does. Maga Porter Jr. Again, I thought he was fantastic, making a variety of shots, moving without the ball because you know Jokic is going to find you off the ball, finishing around the rim. He had 18 points on five of 13 from the field and three of six from three. I thought that Damian Lillard, though, in that first half, it was, he was just putting on a show. That was unbelievable. He was single-handedly keeping him in the game. And again, the Nuggets went to a lot of those, you know, hedge and recover. And you give, and they were a little bit better about it today. I think they were, you know, came up uh, right on Dame, like really stepped up on him. Didn't sag off as much. Jokic, you know, came up on him a little bit. And a lot of other times, Maga Porter Jr. was pressing up on him off the screens. But, you know, Dame, he gets that one second of daylight. Even in that moment where your point guard, whoever's guarding him, your initial primary defender is trying to recover on the hedge and recover, Dame just needs that one second. He was getting in his bag, and he was making some ridiculous shots. But I thought that overall, Monte Morris, Facundo Campaso, he's a fighter, man. Works hard. Three steals, you know, really fights, plays physical, makes up for his lack of size with heart. I thought Austin Rivers, nine points, three of five, he was efficient. Millsap, 5 of 8, 15 points. I thought it was a much better all-around performance by the Nuggets role players. 12 points for Mark, uh, Monte Morris. But it really all starts with the Joker. I mean, 38 points is just unbelievable. He was in attack mode. He is just the MVP. There's no other way to put it. Carmelo Anthony, not nearly as good. 1 of 5 tonight. Just wasn't in his bag at all. And limiting Carmelo, limiting Anthony Simons, who only played 10 minutes and only made one shot and only took one shot. Three points for him was the difference in the game. You couple up all the bench players for the Blazers. They had 5, 7, 9, 11, 14, 21 points off the bench. The Nuggets, on the other hand, had uh, 38. So a nice advantage in that department. They had the best player on the court as well with Jokic. Yusuf Nurkic was limited very well. 
He had six fouls. He was fouled. That he can never gain a rhythm. Seven points, 13 boards for, for Nurkic. Two of eight from the field. Robert Covington barely got any open shots. One of three from the field for him and only three points. CJ, nine of 12, another 21-point outing. Dame with double that, 42 points on 11 of 24 from the field and an incredible nine of 16 from three to go along with 10 assists, another double-digit assist game. But in the second half, they really limited that, and that started with Aaron Gordon guarding Lillard as a primary defender, and he was fighting through screens, and he was really playing good defense, you know. And you got to give Aaron Gordon a lot of credit for that. He was making life very tough on Dame. He wasn't getting nearly the same looks. But in the second half, I don't know, the game kind of got a little ugly. Uh, a lot of fouls, a lot of stoppages. But Jokic was just still so good. Monte Morris getting in his mid-range area, attacking Ennis Cantor any chance he got. And the, the Blazers, just their effort level, their defense was so poor. They played like they, you know, were up one nothing and they got what they came for. They didn't come for that putting any pressure on that second game. They got, you know, there was free throws where the Nuggets were getting offensive rebounds, you know, and that's unacceptable. That's just, they wanted it more. They clearly wanted it more. You know, Maga Porter Jr. stealing the ball from, I think it was either Dame or CJ at half court, diving on the ground. You know, Facundo Campazzo flying all over the place. It was a, you know, they wanted it more. As cliche as that sounds, the Blazers just weren't making the effort plays, weren't getting those offensive rebounds. Joker was dominating. And there were some where they were just uncontested. And, you know, getting beat in transition when Joker's throwing one-handed outlets down the court. I mean, Portland got what they came for. You got to like what they're going. You, you got to like the way they're looking going into the Rose Garden because that game three is going to be very exciting. I think this series is unpredictable. And I think the best of it is yet to come. But... Let's look at the final lines. Joker's the player of the game tonight. There's no doubt. 38 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 15 of 20, 75% from the field. And shout out to the Nuggets fans. They were really good, even with the round only, I think, either 8,000 capacity or 10,000. They were great. Aaron Gordon was really solid. He hit two threes in the second half, and he was active around the basket as well. And his defense on Damian Lillard in the second half really paid dividends. And what's crazy is that the Nuggets won with the Blazers shooting 16 of 33 from three. So 48.5% for three, and they still won the game. Um, yeah, Aaron Gordon, 13 points, four of nine from the field, and two of two from three, both of those coming from the left corner in the second half. But the series is tied at one. The Nuggets win at 128-109. to It's going to be a good one going forward, folks. Make sure to let me know what you think of these recaps. Let me know what you think. Holler at me on Twitter. Tomorrow, I think we'll release a vlog, and there's no, obviously not going to be any live because I will be going to the game myself. So... Clippers, big game. Laker fans, I apologize. Don't worry, though. I will watch all the games still because you know it's the playoffs and your boy is committed. Now we're going to go to the live chat. Drop a dollar on a dime. Peace.